The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be diving into a little detail of the story that casual Harry Potter fans might not ever even think about. This detail involves a certain protagonist, Harry Potter, and a certain antagonist, Voldemort. More specifically, it relates to the connection between the two characters. On one fateful late October evening, October 31st to be specific, in the year 1981, Lord Voldemort, at the height of his power, travelled to Godric's Hollow in the home of the Potters. It was on this night that the course of history changed, as Voldemort had travelled there with one goal in mind, kill the boy. When he entered their home, he first ended the life of James Potter, and then began making his way towards Lily and baby Harry. When Voldemort approached Lily, he asked her to step aside and let him have Harry, to somewhat honour Snape's wishes. He told Lily that if she stepped aside, that he would spare her life. But obviously, Lily's main priority was protecting Harry. Because she wouldn't get out of the way, she was murdered by Voldemort's killing curse. Shortly after Lily had hit the floor, Voldemort turned his wand on Harry, his target, and he knew that he was moments away from killing the only boy, or wizard, that was a threat to him and his regime. However, what would happen next is something that he never could have predicted, as after firing a killing curse at Harry, his curse rebounded back at him. This was the result of a loving sacrifice that Lily had made, sacrificial protection. When the curse came back at him, it destroyed him, and it marked the end of Voldemort for a time. But it also tragically marked the end of the Potters. But Voldemort's curse rebounding off of Harry wasn't all that happened. You see, on that night, a connection was formed between the two of them. Voldemort's soul was so destabilized, through creating horcruxes, that part of it actually split off when he was hit by the backfiring curse. When a piece of the soul is ripped from one's body, generally there needs to be somewhere for it to go. Cue baby Harry. As Harry was the only living thing in the room, it latched itself to Harry, which effectively formed the connection that we later know Harry and Voldemort to have. Harry wasn't a horcrux, so to speak, as no traditional horcrux creation process took place, but a connection with Voldemort there certainly was. Now, a connection to the Dark Lord definitely brings with it a lot of baggage. Harry had a lot of unexplainable things happen to him, some mysterious, some useful, but mostly bad. One of the abilities transferred to Harry was the ability to speak Parseltongue. He became a Parselmouth. Parseltongue is more commonly known as the language of snakes, a hereditary trait passed on through descendants of Salazar Slytherin. But while speaking another language is actually kind of a cool bonus, one massively negative aspect of their connection was their interconnected minds. Because part of Voldemort's soul was inside of Harry, they had insights into each other's thoughts and feelings, and I'm not sure that Voldemort is someone you want inside of your head. Periodically, Harry would have episodes involving a burning scar and strange, unexplainable visions where he saw Voldemort committing atrocities. He could often see where Voldemort was and what he was doing. Harry didn't want to see it, but interestingly, Voldemort didn't really want him to see it either, at least not later in the story, which is why he began to practice occlumency, 
the art of magically closing one's mind to those who attempt to invade it, generally through legitimacy. In the Order of the Phoenix, Voldemort leveraged this connection in order to trick Harry, but by the Half-Blood Prince he had realized this was dangerous territory. Harry didn't try to invade Voldemort's mind, but he was doing it anyway, autonomously, which meant that Voldemort taking action and performing occlumency was essential in keeping his thoughts unread. In Chapter 4 of the Half-Blood Prince, Dumbledore enlightens Harry. So tell me, Harry, said Dumbledore, your scar, has it been hurting at all? Harry raised a hand unconsciously to his forehead and rubbed the lightning-shaped mark. No, he said, and I've been wondering about that. I thought it would be burning all the time now Voldemort's getting so powerful again. He glanced up at Dumbledore and saw that he was wearing a satisfied expression. I, on the other hand, thought otherwise, said Dumbledore. Lord Voldemort has finally realized the dangerous access to his thoughts and feelings you've been enjoying. It appears he is now employing occlumency against you. Okay, so Voldemort realized the potential danger in letting Harry see his thoughts and started blocking him out. Makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is that in the very next book, The Deathly Hallows, Harry seems to be right back in his head again. This leaves the question of, why did Voldemort stop using occlumency? Why did he reopen that bridge to Harry's mind? Through glimpses into Voldemort's mind, Harry was able to gain a lot of useful information that inevitably led towards Harry's safety and Voldemort's downfall. He learned that Voldemort was on his way to Godric's Hollow and to Malfoy Manor. He became aware of Voldemort's obsession with the Elder Wand, and most importantly, he became very aware of Voldemort's fear that his horcruxes were being discovered. He even revealed to Harry that his last horcrux was hidden inside the walls of Hogwarts. Voldemort exposed himself to Harry time and time again, which makes me wonder why. Was it arrogance or something else? Why allow your enemy into your mind willfully? As it turns out, JK Rowling has been asked this very question before in an interview. How come Voldemort was no longer employing occlumency against Harry as he was in the sixth book? He is losing control and unable to prevent Harry seeing into his mind. The connection between them is never fully understood by Voldemort, who does not know that Harry is a horcrux. What Rowling explains here is that Voldemort never made the decision to allow Harry into his mind. It's just that he was no longer able to properly keep him out. With the stressful state of affairs and his horcruxes being destroyed left and right, Voldemort was losing control. It seems as though Voldemort's mental state has a huge impact on whether or not Harry can infiltrate his thoughts. If Voldemort loses control of his emotions, whether that's through anger or frustration, he simply forgets to apply occlumency, allowing Harry inside, even if only just for a moment. Voldemort never knew that a bit of his soul was inside of Harry, so he never really had any explanation for their mental link. To Voldemort, a master of the mind and occlumency, there's no way that he could possibly think that Harry would be able to access his thoughts at any moment. He probably knew that he stopped employing occlumency momentarily in these fits of rage, but never thought that Harry would be able to capitalize on these tiny windows of time. Harry finds out about Grigorovich just as Voldemort is about to murder him, thrilled with the prospect of ending a life, and perhaps momentarily forgetting to apply occlumency amidst the excitement. Harry finds out about the Elder Wand just as Voldemort finds it, high on a sense of triumph and accomplishment. Harry finds out that Rowena Ravenclaw's diadem is at Hogwarts after Voldemort finds out that they broke into Bellatrix's vault, 
subsequently exploding with anger. Harry finds out that Voldemort is on his way to Hogwarts when Voldemort realizes that the locket is missing. These bursts of emotion, both negative and positive, were the reasons that Harry was able to gain insight into Voldemort's movements. And that's it for this video. Did you guys ever wonder why Voldemort's mind appeared to be so easily accessible by Harry? If you enjoy the content, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and leave a comment down below. Until next time, remember, the truth it is a beautiful and terrible thing, and should therefore be treated with caution.